everyone. Welcome to the My Nights Are Booked podcast. I'm your host, Sarah Beth Pollock, and today I have an interview that I did with a member of the Passion Flicks community who just published her first book. I'm talking about Haley Walker, and her book, Love You Like the Movies, is out now. And I had the absolute pleasure of chatting with her on her book's release day, which was April 11th. And if you haven't read it yet, it is such an adorable story. Um, it's everything that you want to see in a, you know, a really good feel-good romance type story um, between a woman named Elaine and her hunk of a dream man named Joshua. There's so many things about the story that I absolutely love, but I really want to let Haley tell you the story. So we're not going to do a huge intro today. We're going to jump right into the interview. And I just want to, um, you know, to encourage you, you know, when, when authors put their work out into the world, um, especially indie authors, it's, you know, it's, it's exciting. It's thrilling. There's so many pieces to it. Um, but it's a huge amount of work. And that's one of the things that just makes me so proud of all of the independent authors that I know out there. I'm one too. I put out my first book last year and it was not an easy process and it's kind of terrifying. And it's, you know, for all of the the good things about it, it's also, like I said, it is terrifying. And, you know, so it's really important to support members of the indie author community. And that's why I really wanted to sit down with Haley and, you know, hear about her experience and, and hear about this lovely story that she's put together. And so I want you to be able to kind of hear the story straight from Haley. Um, we don't do any spoilers. So if you haven't read the book yet, you can go ahead and listen to the interview and it will enhance your appreciation of the story. If you have read the book already, it'll also enhance your appreciation of the story. So either way, you're going to get something out of it. So I would love to um, to just go directly to the interview. This is my interview with Haley Walker about her brand new book, Love You Like the Movies. All right. So today I am thrilled to have a very special guest on the podcast. You know her, if you're a member of the Passion Flix community, you know her as a fellow passionista. I am talking about Haley Walker. She is so full of life, so so full of energy, and we all love her social media account and everything that she does with her book reviews and just bringing light into our lives, but she has a new book out. She has her first book out. It's called Love You Like the Movies, and it is out. We're actually recording this podcast on release day, which is fantastic. I'm honored that she's joining me on the podcast. Haley, thank you so much for being here. Thank you for having me. I'm so, so excited. It's just been an amazing day today with all the positivity and all the support and love and everything. Um, it kind of feels like we kind of went full circle because a few months back we were doing the same thing with your book and now um, we're kind of circling back and talking about mine. So it's it's fun. Yeah, no, it's it's incredible to think that that it, it, it's weird that we're both authors. Like I still, I still don't believe that I wrote a book. I believe you wrote a book because you were telling me about this book a long <laughs> time ago. And, and I was fortunate yeah. enough to read a portion of it before, you know, you were, you were still kind of working on it. And I was like, okay, but what happens next? And so I'm so glad, <laughs> I'm so glad to finally know what happened, 
but this is, it's such a special book. And, you know, it, and for me, I really love, I just love it. You know, I, I love that you have put it out into the world. This is your story. This is, you know, the, the book that you, like, there's something really special because, you know, we, we love books. We love, we love passion flicks because they make the books into movies, but there is something really special that you have now put your story out into the universe to share with everybody else. Yeah. It's, it's crazy. Cause I still have like the, um, imposter syndrome. <laughs> like I don't feel like it's real. I'm like, wait, did I actually write something? Oh, okay. Yes, I did. <laughs> <laughs> and, and it's, it is such an amazing book. I would love it if you could tell me a little bit about the story and kind of introduce the characters and what they're doing in this story. Yeah. Um, so this story actually took, it took your girl over here about a little over a year to write. <laughs> um, I was in the process of moving, changing jobs, planning a wedding, anything that you can think of that could happen to a person in a year, you name it. That's what I went through. Um, so um, at first, the story was something that um, I didn't know if I would actually ever finish. Um, it started out a long time ago, um, just writing the first two chapters. Not really sure where it was going to take me. Um, I didn't know how the characters were actually going to develop because um, I spoke with a lot of authors over the past year. I was like, how do you get the moment where the characters talk to you and they sort of like want to do their own thing? Because um, I always thought that that was like a myth um, until I started <laughs> writing more. And then um, it actually happened. My characters were like, no, we're going to go this way. And I'm like, all right, let's do it. Um, so, um, but just the basis of the story is, um, so we have Elaine Martin and Joshua Wright. Um, Elaine Martin just got out of a terrible relationship about a year ago. Um, as we know, sometimes relationships can leave us with trauma or just living a really bad taste in your mouth depending on how that person was towards you and just how your body responded to it and so um she said you know what I'm going to pick myself up I'm going to do what I can to pretty much just just like make those thoughts kind of disappear a little bit so she picked herself up she owns her own company um, actually kind of did research on this. I actually reached out to um, Allie Whitaker from Passion Flix. And I said, hey, um, is this company, this idea, do you think that this is like plausible? Do you think that this is something that could actually exist? And she was like, yeah, I think so. And I was like, okay, cool. I just wanted to make sure. Um, and so she owns a company that is pretty much kind of like a middleman, if you will. So she helps um, indie filmmakers and indie authors kind of make their way into the world. Um, so she kind of acts as their like PR in a sense. Um, so she just helps pick up musicians and the authors off the street and is like, hey, I'm going to help promote you. Um, and so she has herself that owns it. And then she also has um, the main PR that runs by kind of the PR section, her, um, her friend, uh, Kat. And they kind of go on this journey together um, of owning this company. And um, I liked having the idea of two women kind of run it. Um, I kind of got that basis from Passion Flix being a woman-led company. So I kind of got that inspiration from that. And just, um, you know, 
they were there to just kind of pick up the pieces and just help these um, people kind of find their way. Um, there is a little bit of um, Elaine's past that kind of creeps up um, throughout the story. And we kind of get glimpses of that and getting into who she really is and um, finding out that she has that guard up and that wall up um, behind that sweet soft exterior that she has there's actually something kind of dark and broken inside um which i think that hopefully most people can relate to um we, we in psychology refer to the term as masking <laughs> so you're really good about um kind of shoving those feelings kind of deep down and just kind of doing what you can to get the job done in a sense it's not healthy <laughs> but um you know i feel like there's a lot of people that um end up doing that um so insert Joshua Wright. Um, he is the uh, COO of a company that is um, that helps actors. So in an, an actor agency, if you will, um, they kind of help um, actors get jobs. <laughs> and I always picture, sometimes I picture Estelle from Friends, who always calls Joey. Um, <laughs> but it is not a woman who is in her 50s smoking a cigarette with a smoker's voice on the end of the phone. It's actually a really attractive man that is helping run this. And so um, Elaine wants to get into a contract with him and their company because she's saying, hey, you know, I got these indie filmmakers. You guys help these actors get into like passion flicks and other projects and everything else we would really like to connect with you guys so maybe our filmmakers can get some familiar actors. That way we can spread the word more. Um, and so uh, the CEO isn't responding to anything. So Elaine kind of gets frustrated, but then they find out there's Joshua Wright and he comes in, um, made him my both boyfriend type, <laughs> which I think is a lot of people, which is the tall, um, black hair, blue eyes, you know, all the things, golden retriever energy, but a little bit of dominance in there too. Um, but I don't know, the story just kind of took on its own. And I really wanted um, the characters not only to um, have a connection, but I wanted them to have um, just real vulnerable moments that a lot of people tend to not have in relationships at first because of those walls because of those um, exteriors that are kind of tough to break um, so we get to kind of see that between these characters and um, I just wanted relatable characters but also just something very sweet um, and just very just heartwarming for them to go through. I think that's a, a beautiful summary of this story because it's you know it's there's something really magical, you know, so I think I can say because it's, it's on the book cover, but like, you know, your, your book takes place in LA and, you know, obviously um, Elaine and Joshua have this, you know, they're, they're both in the entertainment industry and they both have these, you know, really exciting lives. But what I love about both of these characters is that they have this vulnerability that you don't often see right. in people. Um, you know, or what you would expect to see in people who work in the entertainment industry. Um, yeah, you don't really get to see um, a lot of kind of what happens behind the scenes. I know there's, uh, it's mentioned in the book, uh, we don't really get to see a lot of what Joshua does, mainly because it's 
you know, about Elaine. Um, and uh, so I just wanted to try to tie in a little bit of um, the behind the scenes of like trying to promote and trying to get things out there um, just from being, you know, an avid book reader, a passion flicks fan, um, you know, what it takes to, you know, promote this stuff because most of the stuff that happens um, is by word of mouth, <laughs> essentially. And so, and now that we have social media and everything like that, um, so I definitely wanted to try to tie that aspect into it a little bit. So, Oh, I love that. I love that. Now you mentioned that you had just about everything going on in your life as you sat down to write, because yes. most people don't yes. realize that you don't like, it's very unusual to just sit down and say, I'm going to write a book and have no interruptions and have nothing else to do and have nothing yep. <laughs> else to focus on except for this book. And I'm curious, what was your experience putting together, you know, coming up with a story in the middle of all of these things, you know, as you say, like some very life-changing things happening in your yeah. life and then kind of creating lives for these characters while you're in the middle of all of this other stuff. Like, what was that like for you? It was a lot, <laughs> I will say. Um, and, you know, when authors say that they have writer's block, they mean it because I definitely had it. And I think that's why it took me longer than I thought it would um, because, because I was having all this external things going on. And so, um, and reading books and reviewing at the same time. So it was, um, it was difficult, but I'm one of those people that work very well under pressure. I know that's probably very contradictory, but um it, I thrive on pressure. I thrive on um, being like, I procrastinate, but I do well when I'm under that pressure of procrastinating. Um, and so um, it was a lot, but there was moments where I would just sit and write. And then, you know, I look up and there's three chapters already written. And I'm like, I didn't know I could type that fast. <laughs> so <laughs> Um, but then there's, well, then there's other moments where, you know, it was, um, I didn't write anything for two months because the inspiration wasn't there, um, that fire wasn't there. And so um, my advice to anybody who is in this process is in this boat, only write when you have that feeling, because if you were forcing yourself to write, even though you don't want to, or you don't have that feeling, the content isn't going to be as like good. It's not going to be as valuable to you, I think, because you're not a hundred percent there. You're not present in the moment with those characters. And so um, I think that's why sometimes I just wouldn't write for a month because I'm like, it's not there. I don't feel it. The characters will talk to me when they can. And then boom, out of nowhere, that fire will happen. I just type. <laughs> and so um you know, and I think that happens to a lot of authors is just, we don't get to see that because, um, you know, it's not, I don't think it's talked about enough, which is okay. But um, just being in this space, I feel uh, that it's safe to be vulnerable right now. <laughs> just be um, letting you guys know that there are times where you're just like, I just don't feel it and I'm not going to force it. And so, um, yeah, I think if you just try to force it, um, it, it's just not going to turn out well because you're just going to have to rewrite and edit and rewrite and edit. Whereas if you're 100% there, you don't have to go back as often, if that makes sense. 
oh, that makes perfect sense. And, you know, so it's funny for any of the, for any of the listeners who are fellow passionistas, you might be familiar with Kristen Proby, who's, you know, one of the passion flicks authors, movies are going to be, or books are going to be made into movies soon. Kristen Proby is not the norm. (laughs) And it's very (laughs) important to say that because that woman cranks out books like every other month, I feel. And I'm not, I'm still not sure how she does that, but that is not, you know, like, I, I feel like you really hit on something important there, Haley, when you said that, you know, that, that you felt like you were in a safe space to say that, you know, that, that you shouldn't write when you're not in the mood. And, you know, in, in the truth is like, this isn't, it's not easy to do. It's not like you can just say, okay, I'm, I've got an hour, so I'm going to write five chapters or, you know, even a single chapter or even a paragraph, even like you can't force something that's not going to happen, at least not in the creative space. And it's really difficult, I think, for people to understand that it's not entirely normal. I I don't want to say it's abnormal because Kristen Proby, that's not what I'm saying about Kristen Proby because I love her death. I love her. But it's also like, she's been doing it long enough to where she can, she can do that. She has, she has an understanding of how she writes and how quickly she writes, you know, and, and even um, Christy Bromberg, you know, same thing, like, you know, where she's yes. taking her laptop with her to her kids, you know, sports practices and working in these little moments of time that she can find. That isn't what happens for everybody as they're doing this. And right. so sometimes you do need to take the space. And I feel like we, there we might be conditioned to think that we're not supposed to do that or you're not supposed to do that. And so for anyone out there who's thinking about doing, you know, putting words to the page and creating a book and and putting their story out into the world, don't let that deter you because. Right. Right. I, I, you know, we're, I I think that that's more of the norm. Like in once you write your first book or, you know, put your first book out there, you may say, okay, now I understand. Now I can write faster. I can do it differently. Um, I can tell you (laughs) having, having put a book into the world, I have a perfectly, a perfectly good second story in my mind. It's been fermenting for months as Haley knows because I told her about it. I know. Um, I really want it out. (laughs) And I've been sitting here going, I'm not ready. I'm not ready. And I thought it would already be written by now. And it's not even like, it's like, you know, maybe like, I don't know, 40 pages or something. And I'm like, "Eh, that's good. But I mean, it's not where I thought I'd be. And, and there's something to be said about that. So I'm really glad you brought that up because I think that, I think that people need to hear that because you know what, if you have a story, like that's the greatest thing about the world we live in today is that if you have something you want to put out into the world, you can do it. We've done it. You can do it. And, and I think that that's something right. that, you know, don't be afraid, but just know that there's a process that isn't, you know, like just because that's what you see the authors do on Instagram or TikTok and you're like, oh, they, you know, they write a book in a month. That's not necessarily right. normal. That's not what, right. <laughs> so just do it the way you need to do it. However you do it, that's what you need to do. Right. Yeah. It's, yeah, it's, a, it is a process. I know that's very, you know, cliche to say, but it, it is, it's a, it's a process. And 
Um, you kind of just need to let the story take you where it needs to go. And the, the, it, it's weird because the characters do talk to you <laughs> in a sense. They're like, hey, this is where we want to go. Like, this is what we want to do. And you're like, okay, <laughs> you just got to go with it. Um, but yeah, I mean, it, it's a, it's a process. It's, um, it's nerve wracking at the same time. Cause you're like, wait, do I want to go there? Um, and everything, but, um, yeah. And I think, um, it's a little bit different too. If you are someone who is writing that is, this isn't your full-time job. Um, so I always have to try to stress that for other people too, is, um, most of these authors who, um, that I've spoken with before, they've had these other odd jobs, you know, before they became a full-time writer. Um, they had all these different jobs and they were working full-time while writing and, you know, all this other stuff. And then once they kind of made it big in a way, that's when they were like, okay, I, I have time to do this. I can make this my job. Now I can just full on write. And that is such a beautiful thing to be able to get to do. Um, that a lot, a lot of people get to have. And so if you are able to be in that position, props to you because I, that's my dream job is to mainly just, you know, read books and get paid for it. But unfortunately that doesn't really exist. So, <laughs> um, it, but you know, it's, uh, but then I love my full-time job too. So I'm kind of like in this weird middle of like, wait, what do I do? Um, and so, um, but I think that's just the beauty of like writing something is to know that, you know, this is your baby, you wrote this, like you put your heart into it, this is what is in your head, and now it's on paper, and that's really cool to get to say, like, this is in my head, and now it's physically, I'm holding it, this is weird, but I like it, <laughs> so, um, you know, I, that, I, that's what I'm hoping to encourage, too, is, you know, if you're a full-time parent, or you, you know, part-time job, and you part-time parent or you're just or something whatever your job is um you have the capability of writing it's I think there's just so many exterior things that people put in place of like oh I can't do it I can't do it I can't do it but it's like you you can you just you just have to allow yourself to do it because anybody can do anything it just you have to be willing to kind of have that argument with yourself and be like no I can it doesn't matter how much time I have, like I can do it. It just, you know, it's that belief in yourself, which I know that's cliche too, but it's, it, it is, you have to have belief and faith in yourself that you can do it and not really care about um, what other people think. Cause you're like, well, I wrote it. It's my, it's my little baby. So I'm going to put it out there. But you know, as long as you are proud of yourself, I think that's, about, that's all that matters. Absolutely. I agree completely. And I would, you know, you mentioned something and, and you mentioned it earlier as well. And I would love to know, um, because I think it's just such a fascinating thing with, you know, with, with every story, but what was the moment where your characters started talking to you? Like, did you have, did you know that you were going to take them on the journey that they ultimately went on, you know, and, and we're not going to spoil the end of the story, but um, yeah, you know, did you, did you know, like starting out that you would end up where you did or did you have a different ending in mind and their voices kind of influenced like how their journey was shaped I originally didn't really know how it was going to end it um me being a type a personality um I tried to make an outline 
um, that outline didn't stick. <laughs> so it kind of went off course. I was like, yeah, I'm going to write this. This is what's going to happen. This chain of events kind of thing. And then I think probably after chapter four is where it veered off. And I was like, yep, uh, we're going to go this different course now. <laughs> so, um, and I, I think it was when I was kind of writing almost halfway or not even halfway, like right before halfway, um, I think that's when uh, the characters were starting to talk to me, especially with um, Joshua and Elaine starting to actually hang out, like go on dates with each other. Um, I think that's when the turning point for me kind of happened because I was like, well, how vulnerable are we going to get? How much information are we going to share? Like how, um, you know, what walls are going to be broken and how soon is it going to happen? And so um I think that's just where it kind of took me was as soon as they started um, kind of dating a little bit. Um, and we still see Elaine having the reservations a little bit. We kind of see her pull back some, um, but Joshua is, um, he's just so patient with her. And he's like, I get it. The ball's in your court. You are in control. You say when kind of thing, which obviously we love when, men give us that because we're like oh okay cool you're not in control like I am in a good way and so um and I think that that's just when the turning point kind of happened was um I just really wanted to build this arc between them um obviously you can't have a 100% perfect relationship um that was brought to my attention by an author friend of mine T. Marie um she's written a fabulous series um around the Boston bombings and she gave me fantastic advice and she read it a little bit too beforehand um and she was like Joshua is almost too perfect we need something good in there we need something we need some tension in there and I was like you're right (laughs) so I think that part was really hard for me because I had this I think everybody has their picture perfect boyfriend in their head of like the perfect responses that all the things that he's going to say that sound good. Um, but he was almost like too perfect, like she stated. And so I was like, okay, how do I create tension? How do I create this weird dynamic now, this shift in their relationship for like this little hiccup. Um, and we see that often in books where, you know, like the things are going great. Dating's going good. Honeymoon phase is awesome. And then something happens. And you're like, oh, crap, you know, what, what's going to happen with the characters now because of this, like, wall that they hit. And so um, that's what I kind of wanted because I wanted that development to shift. I just didn't know how to do it. <laughs> so that part was really hard because um, I was like, I have no idea how I'm going to write this tension and how to create conflict. I don't know what's going to happen. Um, but then once I the idea pops in my head, that's when I was like, okay, this is where it's going to go. Um, and then obviously they both kind of redeemed themselves afterwards, but, um, yeah, that part was really hard, but at at the end of the day, they, they were starting to take their own course. Like when they started kind of dating and getting together, they were like, this is where we're going to go. And I was like, okay, I'm going to trust you guys. Hopefully it works out. Okay. So, but yeah, I had no idea what the ending was going to be like. That was just a spontaneous decision and it was rash and risky but I took it <laughs> and, I, and I'm happy with the end result well it, it turned out beautifully but I, I you know it, it's funny that you mentioned the tension because 
I was going to say before you just, you, and you, cause you just, just hit on exactly what I was thinking about with Joshua, that he, mm-hmm. he really is like this, you know, this perfect guy. And, you know, again, for people who don't understand, you know, any, you know, the entertainment industry or don't, you know, don't work mm-hmm. in, around celebrities or, you know, there's a whole like kind of vibe that goes with that, that dynamic, right? Like yeah. you kind of picture, you know, that, you know, they're, they're alphas and they're, they're, um, you know, and not like book boyfriend alphas. It's like business alpha right. because that's kind of how Hollywood is, right? It, there's that cutthroat aspect. Right. There's the, you know, everybody's competing. Um, everybody's, you know, basically, um, in fact, it's funny. I just had this, uh, this great conversation. It's going to be another podcast uh, in the next week or so, but um, this wonderful author, Catherine Sherbrooke, Brooke, who just wrote a book called The Secret Life of Astor Kelly. And part of the book is set in old Hollywood, like 1940s Hollywood. I and that. this, oh, it's such a good book. And it, this character is not from that world. She's actually from New Jersey and she goes to, to Hollywood to do, to do one thing, ends up doing something else, but she ends up going to all of these parties and, you know, meeting people and she's dating someone from the studio. And like, there's this whole thing. And she's in, in one of the people in the story makes this comment, like, you know, you're always Mm -hmm. like, even when they were, they were off on their own and, you know, kind of off privately. And, and, you know, she was trying to talk to him and and he was like, we're always on it. Like we're almost always, or we're, it's like almost always being in it at an audition. Like you're always on, Mm -hmm. people are always watching. And, you know, that there is that, that dynamic, you know, that even though, um, Elaine and, and Joshua are not, you know, they're not actors and they're, but they're, they're still, you know, like they, they work in that environment. So to have mm-hmm. someone with Joshua's personality, it's a really interesting combination of that profession and mm-hmm. that personality. And that he sees in Elaine, someone that he can relate to and that he's drawn to. Yeah. Um, I thought that really made it special because there is something really um, you know, really authentic about that, that if you, you know, like you don't necessarily want the same, um, you don't want the same type of person, I guess, you know, like, or you want the, you want the energy that you're drawn toward, not what you think you should be drawn toward. And I think that's what makes their relationship so special. Yeah, absolutely. And I, and I, and that's what I wanted. That's what I wanted to convey with these characters is, like you said, they're kind of like on <laughs> all the time with their jobs and making sure that um, everybody's satisfied, everybody's okay, there's no fires, <laughs> you know, there's nothing bad going on. And so um, to be able to be around someone that you can just breathe <laughs> with and just kind of um, let that down um, is really something unique and special to be able to do. Um, and again, we see Elaine have that inner battle with herself of like, do I really like let my wall down? Do I really let him see me for who I am? Because I'm so broken because of my previous relationship. And um, uh, she has the mentality of no guy wants that. No guy wants the broken pieces, like, you know, broken vase or whatever. They don't, they don't want that. And so um, her friend Kat is just amazing at letting her know, like, you're not broken. You're not this. You're not these things that you're telling yourself. It's, you know, your previous person 
that you were with, he put that mentality in you. Um, and so you have to unlearn that thing. And so we see Elaine do that with Joshua. Like he brings that out in her of like, you're not this X, Y, Z, you know, you are this beautiful person that deserves to be treated with kindness and respect. And so with her not like being completely open to the idea at first, she's very like, this is foreign. This is weird that a guy is being like this towards me. Um, you know, I feel like eventually she does, you know, kind of let him seep into her heart a little bit, which again, just trying to make that relatable character of, you know, we all have baggage. We all have broken pieces about us. It's just trying to find that perfect person to love you despite all your faults, loving you despite all of your, um, brokenness because they see past that. And so I think that's what made these two characters really special for me is to be able to have that sort of relationship with each other. And you see that so well in the way that you, you capture that because, you know, as you say, like you had to create tension with Joshua, but there was, there was tension from the start because of all of Elaine's Mm -hmm. The, the things that she had that were preventing her from being her fullest self, you know, in, in a lot of ways, what I was thinking as I was reading, you know, as, as, as I, you know, like I was able to, to read the whole story this time and, and not yeah. just the first part of it, that you said, like, it, you know, like, as you're watching this journey, you start to realize there's a lot, in a, in a lot of ways, I was thinking about how, um, how Elaine kind of represents so many of us in this real life sense where we, you know, again, we're, we're kind of conditioned by our environments to present Mm -hmm. ourselves a certain way or to make things look a certain way. So on paper or on social media or in a photo, things look one way, but under the surface, they're actually a completely different way. You know, so what, what Joshua, you know, the, the, what really stands out about his character is that he likes both. He's, he likes what he sees initially. He doesn't know anything about her at this point. Like he just, they just, they just meet. But then even when all of the layers start kind of coming off and she starts showing her more authentic self, like he still is, you know, is completely drawn to her, which is, is very special and a testament to his character. But in a lot of ways, it allows her, it, it empowers her to be closer to who she really is because again, you're not supposed to show people that, you know, you're not okay, or, you know, that things right. aren't okay. Like, we're not supposed to do right. that. And I think that that's, yeah. I, I just absolutely love that you were able to capture that so well in this story. Yeah, I, I'm, Elaine and Joshua are just by far my favorite people. <laughs> I'm biased. Um, but uh, yeah, and I, I can attest to this too. Um, there is a lot of um, me <laughs> in Elaine. So, um, I mean, there's aspects of her that are, are different from me, but um, I just pulled a lot from personal experience. And so um, just taking that journey with her of um, there were moments in my life that I felt broken and used and not um, equipped <laughs> to handle a lot of things and I felt at some times that there wasn't um there was times that I didn't feel like I deserved xyz 
um, until there, I surrounded myself with people that said, no, you, you do deserve this. And so um, it does make a difference. And so and how you feel about yourself and how you your outlook on life looks, it alters because of those special people that are in your life. And so um, I think that's just where I wanted to take these characters. And that's what I'm hoping to convey to at least someone out there that reads the story is to know that you're not alone, you're not broken, you're not used, you are worthy of love and kindness. Um, you just need to surround yourself with people that make you feel that way. Um, because if you are around people who put you down, who are negative all the time, toxic, any of those things, um, it can kind of destroy your self-worth a little bit and kind of destroy your um, your environment in which you're, you're being your, yourself in. And then you don't get to be your authentic self because you have to hide those parts all the time. And so um, that's what Elaine was taught herself to do as a defense mechanism, as a coping mechanism. And so, so she just went to her little shell. Um, but I wanted Joshua to be able to break that shell, not all the way, not like smashing a piggy bank kind of thing, but just like slowly peeling off those layers and just say, hey, it's okay to be you. Like, it's okay to do that. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. And, and you mentioned Kat, who is Elaine's best friend and, and partner in, you know, in yeah. all aspects of her life, really. I mean, her career and, and the business and, you know, and yeah, as her best friend. So you've created this really great support system. And um, there's actually some stuff that happens with, with Kat in the story. I'm, I'm curious, mm-hmm. now that you've created this world, do you have kind of a sense of maybe writing another story now that you've, I mean, obviously we're <laughs> celebrating the fact that you've written your first book today yeah. and it's out today. So I don't want to diminish that, but you know, I have to ask <laughs> yeah. now yeah. that you've done this, are you already thinking towards the future of, you know, is there another story to tell with these characters? Is there another story that you want to tell that doesn't involve these characters? Like what, what do you do after you've written your first book? um it's funny that you say that (laughs) because um I've actually uh the other day I just wrote a prologue (laughs) of another book um so it won't be these characters in the same world um just because um I do eventually I will say this I do want to eventually touch on Kat and Dimitri the bartender um I do want to kind of explain Explore that and see what kind of happens um, because um, I love myself for this but I kind of put um, not easter eggs but I did kind of like hint that there's something going on between the two um, so I I'm hoping that the, the response is hey like what's gonna happen with Kat and Dimitri so that's what I'm kind of hoping for um, they are on the back burner for me um, I do want to explore their relationship inside Joshua and Elaine's world a little bit. I kind of want to embed that. Um, I don't know how I'm going to structure that, <laughs> but it's on the back burner right now. Um, but this, um, I am writing a new book right now. Um, it'll take me a little bit. I don't know if it'll take me a year <laughs> like this one did, um, because I have a lot of the groundwork already for this one. Um, I will say this one, it, it's based off of um, someone in my life and her, um, her relationship her current one that she's in um but the journey and how she got there 
Um, it's very funny. <laughs> it's very comical. It's um, very whimsical and just, it's, it, it, I know I keep saying it, but it, it's funny. It's a really, it, like, it's a great rom-com. And so when she was telling me the story, um, I was like, this has to be a book. Because you can't make these details up. You can't because this is just too good. Um, and so I asked for her permission and she granted it, um, obviously, with the blessing of um, changing names and places and things like that. So it's not like people can't really, really figure out who it is in her life that she's talking about. Um, but um, yeah, so it'll be a rom-com, um, very um, sweet like this one, um, kind of Hallmarky-esque. Um, I'm not branching out into spice just yet because I don't think I'm ready for it just yet. But again, that's me not saying no. It's just saying like, not right now <laughs> kind of thing. And so, um, but I'm really excited about this next story um, just because it, it's funny. Um, I'm Amy Dawes is kind of my experience or my like inspiration for this because um, I just, I love her stuff. Um, it's funny. It's, it's very, um, like witty and just um, snarky <laughs> and I love it. And so um, Amy Dobbs is kind of my uh, influence for this and how she writes her rom-coms a little bit, excluding the spice, but still having that personable, um, this journey with those characters and stuff too. Oh, I love that. I love that. And I'm so glad, like, I'm so glad I asked the question because sometimes people are like, I don't have anything going on yet. Just like, I knew yeah. you would have something going on. So I am just that's so <laughs> you just <so> knew. <laughs> that is so exciting that you have like, oh my gosh, that's like it's 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 like a bug though, isn't it? Like once you get it, like you can't really yes. stop. Like and then you start thinking, like, oh, that would make a really interesting story, or oh, that would be a really fun story. And the problem is, is that you need time to write it and, and there's there's all these ideas. There's never yeah. a, a, a it never stops with the ideas and the flow of ideas, but it's just, you know, sometimes you need a little more time than we actually have in real life because real life is busy and stuff, but, but I'm so glad to hear that Haley. That is awesome. Yeah. I'm really excited because, and uh, the person that I'm, uh, I'm actually going to be co-writing it with her because it, it is her life. So I want to make sure I get those details right. Um, but also adding a lot of fiction to it too. Um, and, uh, just the, when she was just telling me the story, she's a very animated storyteller and I love it. And so that's what captivated me. And I was just cracking up laughing at certain details and certain conversations that were held, um, and just her journey to get to where she is now. And so I was like, this, this has to come out, this has to be published. And she was like, you know what, let's do it. And I said, okay, let's do it. <laughs> I love it. I love it. And I just, you know, this is, it's one of those things where we're going to look back on this conversation as we're, as we're wrapping yeah. up, I, I just, we're going to look back on this and we're going to say, remember the time, the first time you were on the podcast talking about your first book. And now here we are <laughs> and you have a whole series and like, it's just going to be like, this is that moment. Like, this is the moment where yeah. it, you know, it, it kind of officially begins the book, your book is out in the world. And people are reading it as we speak. They're reading yes. your book. And it's so amazing. I cannot wait for everybody to meet Elaine and Joshua. And I'm so excited about just what you have, you know, in the, in the future. I mean, like, this is just like, this is the starting point of something completely new and exciting. And 
I'm so thrilled for you, Haley. Thank you so much. Yeah, I'm, I'm really excited about the journey that I'm going to be as a new author. I can say I'm an author now. That's really weird. Um, <laughs> but I'm excited for the journey and seeing where it takes me and just seeing um, all the thoughts and all the story ideas that come out and just see what happens in the future. Um, and the same goes for you too. I'm really excited to see, um, you know, where your second book is leading. Cause you know, I'm anxious about it and I want it to come out. Um, <laughs> but, um, you know, I, I really do appreciate that. Um, both of us are kind of in this same realm of being indie authors. We both have books that just came out. Um, we're in the process of trying to create something else, but we don't, know quite yet how we're going to get there but we know we're going to get there eventually um and just be um you know avid book readers and reviewers and lovers of um just all things romance and everything I think that that really helps um to know that there's someone else in the same boat as you um I think that that's been really helpful in this process and in this journey um but I just appreciate your love and your support for my work as I've loved yours and supported yours and so um yeah, I just hope that we just continue to talk and just keep um, sharing all the ideas and just, you know, giggling like schoolgirls about our ideas. <laughs> oh, I have, I have no doubt, no doubt of that. I, I this is, oh, it's just going to get better and better, I think. <laughs> yeah, this is just the beginning for you and I, this is the beginning. <laughs> exactly, exactly. Now, before we go, I want you to tell everybody where they can find your book and where they can find you on social media. Yeah, so this book you can find, I only have it on Amazon right now, but it is live on Amazon for paperback, Kindle, and KU, um, and all the prices are listed on there. You can just search the book title and my name, it's the first one to pop up, and that's really surreal that it's there, um, but it's, uh, it's on Amazon. It's international, worldwide, um, and then on social media, you can find me at Passionate Haley. It's all one word. Um, that is my Instagram. That is also my TikTok account as well, um, where I post all the book reviews, all the things about my life, all the things that you want to know about me. Um, but yeah, book is on Amazon and social media is at Passionate Haley. Well, make sure that you, if you haven't gotten the book yet, make sure that you get it. It's Love You Like the Movies. It's out today. And yeah, next time we chat, Haley will have another book out and who knows, I mean, yes. you know, maybe passion flicks will be calling. We don't know. I know. Cause I'm hoping that they would call for you. So we'll see. We'll just see what happens. <laughs> <laughs> well, Haley, this has been so much fun and I am so thrilled for you. And I just can't thank you enough for being a guest on the podcast and yeah, congratulations. This is a huge day and thank you for allowing me to be part of it. Yeah, thank you so much. This is just an absolute joy, a perfect way to start um, release day is to get to talk about my story and get to talk about the characters and everything. Um, again, I'm just grateful for you and grateful for all the readers out there who do um, take the time to actually purchase it and read it um, and just continue to share the love and support of my page and all the other books and authors out there. Well, thank you so much. And this isn't a goodbye. This is a to be continued. We will talk again, I am sure, in the very near future. Yes, you will see us again. 
assured. You will see us again. <laughs> All right. Thank you, Haley. Thank you. Okay. Thank you so much for joining me on today's podcast. And as always, I really appreciate all of your support and just want to let you know how much I appreciate all of the comments and the messages that I get about the podcast. And, you know, I'm committed to, um, you know, to bringing you all of the best content that I can bring you. So, you know, I really appreciate the subscriptions, the reviews, the likes, all of those things. You have no idea how much they mean to me. And really, they make such a huge difference in this world that's dominated by numbers and metrics and things like that. So all of those reviews, they go so far. And um, I just want to take a moment to express my appreciation for that. So thank you so much. Keep sending me messages. If you want to hear certain guests or certain authors on the podcast, I would be absolutely thrilled to do those interviews. Um, and as always, I just want to thank you for your support. So thank you so much. I hope you enjoyed this interview. Be sure to go out and get Haley's book, Love You Like the Movies, and we will talk soon. Mm-hmm.